Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show about football in Texas occurring today. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, all bundled up. It's freezing. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, Ashley. Hi. It is especially cold in here today. Well, it's because it cooled off outside a little bit. I was just going to say. It's it's only 99 outside right Mm -hmm. now. What is the... And that's the thing, like, you want to talk about, too, like, I hate it... It's only 90 outside. Oh, wow. It's actually downright pleasant right Right now. now. (laughs) I hate it being, like, unbearably hot outside, but it really does help in here. Like, once the winter months roll around, it's, like, it's terrible in here. Today is tuesday august 18th 2020 100 days until thanksgiving yeah can't cancel that covid <laughs> don't I, wait i don't want to taunt it i don't want to taunt keep it keep your mouth shut greg tepper can you can you can you uh drip? Nope. Can we have a dump button <laughs> no okay. um episode 1011 1011 alex rodriguez's ops in his illustrious texas rangers career we do not appreciate how stinking good he was he was yeah. so good. Anyway, uh, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Andrew Christensen, Brett Homan, and Alan Shepard. Welcome in, fellas. Alan Shepard's a new name. Welcome in. Um, all right. On today's show, my friends, we are going to take a look at college football schedules. Specifically, the SEC revealed their schedule yesterday, and the Big 12 revealed their schedule late last week, last Thursday, I think. Thursday, Friday, one of them. Um, time has no meaning. Uh, and so we are going to take a look at their old schedule versus their new schedule and kind of break them down for the five Power 5 teams in the state of Texas. That's Baylor, um, <laughs> Baylor, TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, and A&M. We're going to break down those schedules coming up here. In the back half of the show, we're going to hear Pickle talked with uh, uh, Lauren Perry Lors, the uh, president and COO of Hometown Ticketing. I actually got a text. This is 100% true. I got an email from a coach this morning. Who said, hey, I need, because we're not going to be able to do, like, paper tickets, Mm -hmm. we need a ticket, like, 
service mm -hmm. and hometown ticketing is the official ticketing partner solution of uh dave campbell's Texas and football. now the uil and the uil so how about that so um we will hear from lauren perry lores coming up here at the back half of the program what are you <laughs> giggling at it was so funny when you said the uh the thanksgiving comment that yeah. shall not be named um andrew christensen put it perfectly he just said shut up greg yeah that's I, I look. <laughs> that was one of those moments that's on me shut up greg that's on me <laughs> i recognize that it's on me. I'll say it again. I will not taunt the virus. <laughs> okay. Um... Oh, no, you misspelled shedding. Oh, well, it was worth a shot. I've been waiting to use that. That was a good time, too. Oh, no. That's, that's, you need to adjust that. That's a good, that's a good idea. <laughs> Thank you. It's a good idea, but you got to... Thank you. You know, we tried. We tried. Proofread it. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so, let's talk about schedules high school football is of course barreling forward uh we have games now nine days from today uh we will be talking about actual texas high school football games being played fingers crossed um but college football is still kind of um you know shifted and shaken mm -hmm. we're trying to figure things out we've got a lot of uh, movement specifically in the Power Five conferences. The American Athletic and Conference USA and the Sun Belt have kind of like, they've made like minor adjustments, but more or less they've just said, eh, play what you want. You know what I mean? For a lot of those. Now we are expecting to hear Conference USA maybe adjust their schedule mm -hmm. coming up here. I think they have a meeting today or tomorrow. Yes. Um, the American Athletic is having a meeting with their, with their uh, medical board coming up here later this week. Um, I don't know what's going on in the Sun Belt. Uh, or the fun belt. But we do know what's going on with the two Power Five conferences that uh, inhabit the state of Texas, that is the Big 12 and the SEC. The Big 12 last week released their new schedule for the 2020 Texas or Texas college football season, and the SEC last night uh, mm -hmm. revealed their new schedule. Of course, things are being changed because of the coronavirus pandemic. There are a lot of interesting things to break down here one thing i want to direct you to a, a column written by uh one time guest of this show um <laughs> that's ryan nanny <laughs> ryan nanny is uh, of course at celebrity hot tub on twitter and um he brings up a great point which is we have spent the entire month scrambling right We've spent the entire month scrambling, trying to put games together, put things, blah, blah, blah. Like, Amer Abilene Christian announced that they're going to be playing Army this year, like, just suddenly. Like, that came out this morning, um, and they're going to play them in, like, a month. Um, so, Ryan Nanny brings up a great point. It's time to stop scheduling out games 10 years in advance. Mm -hmm. It's time. And instead, because we can do it. Now we've proven we can do it, right? We can schedule them a month in advance. And his idea is... You cannot schedule a rematch until you've played everyone. Ooh. Okay? Ooh, so like Texas that. Texas can't play Louisiana Tech again until they've played like Syracuse. And they've played like Michigan. And they've played Wisconsin. That's a good rule. I, I like, like that, that rule a lot. <laughs> we gotta we gotta quit just you know, playing the same few teams every every so right long. or scheduling yeah a, Unless, a home I mean, and home series rivalries, are, rivalries and conference games are obviously different right like, for example if a and in Texas want to play every year that is fine by me but it's like scheduling a home and home for yes. 2030 like know, it doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense and especially now like it used to be like oh we have to plan ahead 10 years in advance it's like no you just planned a game a month in advance 
That's what we should do. Nobody should announce a schedule until like July 4th. And it should be a big deal on TV. That's my plan. Greg Tepper for College Football Commissioner. <clears throat> okay. Oh, help so us all. Let's start with schedules. We're going to take a look at the new schedules for the Power Five teams. We've got graphics up to look at our old, at the old schedule and at the new schedule uh, for each of them. So let's start with the Baylor Bears. Here's the Baylor Bears. If you take a look on the left side of your screen, you're going to see their original schedule, and now you're going to see their new truncated 10-game schedule. Uh, basically, the biggest changes... Oh, by the way, uh, on on they open up now with Louisiana Tech. That has been confirmed uh, by mm-hmm. Shahan J. Raja, our college football insider. Or rather, he reported it yesterday uh, as imminent. It came down officially this morning, so it doesn't have an asterisk. I didn't have a chance to change the graphic. That, that, is, that is official. Baylor will now be opening with Louisiana Tech as their lone non-conference game. Overall, uh, when you take a look at the rest of their schedule... Obviously, losing Ole Miss in Houston was going to be kind of a premier uh, non-conference game mm-hmm. on a neutral site. They lose what was probably going to be a win against Incarnate Word. Look, Louisiana Tech's not uh, not a pushover. They're not mm-hmm. lunch meat, and, and that's going to be a team that I think Baylor's going to have to gonna have to deal with. And then, obviously, uh, they shuffled up the schedule quite a bit. Uh, I will say, I think that things got a little bit easier to ease into the Dave Aranda era here mm-hmm. for Baylor. Uh, a non-conference game against a, a Conference USA team, then you get Kansas at home, and then you get at West Virginia. Uh, you move that up from uh, the end of the season up to the beginning. That's pretty good. Now look, you got some. You got you got about three weeks there in the middle. Oklahoma State at Texas, and then TCU, and then heck, at Iowa State and at Texas Tech are not going to be fun either. Mm-mm. And then you finish off now at Oklahoma. You would hope that if Baylor is going to improve as the season goes on, that that game would be a little bit more competitive then than it would right. have been maybe on October 3rd. Overall, did Baylor get a better draw? Um, yeah, I think that when you're dealing with a new um when you're dealing with a new um uh, a new coaching staff trying to ease into it, you got a lot of new pieces to work in. I think that the fact that they were able to lighten up the front half of their schedule before they get into the real heart of things, mm-hmm. I think is a positive thing there for me. The one thing that worries me is when they have that super deep stretch in the middle with the mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, Texas TCU, the the at Iowa game and especially that home game against Kansas State worries oh. me. Like that's one of those that if they make it through that hard stretch in the middle, they still yeah. have to they can't just lay down or Kansas State will come in and beat hey, them. Hey, going to Texas Tech's not going to be any fun. No. That's not going to be any fun either. So, there you go. There's the Baylor schedule. I think overall, you know, considering their circumstances, I think this is probably a better draw for them yes. as opposed to playing an SEC team right out of the chute mm-hmm. uh, and then playing Oklahoma in your second conference game. Uh, but I think that overall, you know, it, it didn't get a ton easier, but maybe a little bit more manageable. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the next one. We're going to take a look, take a look at the Texas Longhorns. Here's Texas. Their lone non-conference game will now be UTEP, and now they open up their first conference game at Texas Tech. Uh, They kept Oklahoma game uh, uh, the same, uh, but I would say that in a lot of ways... If you look at their non-conference schedule, look, obviously they dropped South Florida. That might have been... Maybe you could have... You could have... You could classify that maybe as a little bit tricky, but you get them at home. Uh, And then at LSU, obviously, was a big big game. Mm -hmm. That kind of stinks that they don't get to play them, but I do think that overall they they feel pretty good about it. Their big stretch comes at the beginning, mm-hmm. and really when you take a look at right at the front of t- of of uh, the conference schedule, at Tech, TCU, Oklahoma, Baylor, at at Oklahoma State. If they can get past that, 
then it lightens up considerably with West Virginia at Kansas. At Kansas, you get Iowa State at home. At Kansas State, which has, of course, been a house of horrors for them. Say, that terrifies me. <laughs> That's tough. And, and you can certainly see a situation where Texas could be in, like, national contention going right. into Manhattan, which is never a fun thing for no, them. No, it is not. Uh, especially in December. So, But you would hope maybe if they are in national contention, then they go in and they don't mess up like they always do. do they don't think? lay down. But, yes, no, that, that game right there is, like, horrifying. You think. <laughs> I would say that overall, that stretch right there at the at the front, mm-hmm. that first half. It's going to tell really the season. Fr- they really front-loaded it, as opposed to their other schedule, where, you know, opening up at Kansas State with your first game, that probably would have been better than, like, you know, down the road, oh, where yeah. Kansas State, of course, uh, second year under Chris Kleiman, probably going to be uh, getting better as the season goes on. Um, it, it, it goes from, I think, a relatively balanced schedule to suddenly a very front-loaded schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that makes things very interesting for Texas. So that's a look at the Texas Longhorns. On to, I think the SEC, right? On to the SEC, and yikes Going on this A&M. one. Okay, man. Look, look. One <laughs> Flip of the, the switch. One of the reasons that we were really high on A and M going into this year was because of the schedule. schedule. Okay, look at the look at the first six games. Yeah. Okay, Abilene Christian, North Texas, Colorado. Arkansas and Arlington at Mississippi State with a new coach and Fresno State at home. You have okay? October 3rd on that portion. Yeah. That's it. Okay. So so really, and even then, like, you know, yes, a new coach there and Mike Leach, but the chances of them being able to figure it out, you want to catch them early, I would say. Mm-hmm. And so, look, there was really no reason for them not to be 6-0 and going into Auburn. Okay. Uh, and then they go to Auburn. That's a tough game. At South Carolina, it's winnable. Ole Miss at home. Vanderbilt at home. And then, uh, you know, there's a re- – you could squint – you don't even have squint that hard. And if you think A&M is as good as they could be, you could be like, oh, they're 10-0. and Or like 9-1. and Heading into heading, Alabama. He- heading, into, in, heading into what should be a matchup of top 10 teams at Alabama and then home for LSU. Right? Well, now the SEC goes all conference and they add two conference games. And who do they get? Florida and they Tennessee. They get Florida and Tennessee. And furthermore, they shake things up. So, yes, September 26th, they get to open at Vanderbilt. They are going to be considerable favorites against Vanderbilt, okay? Considerable favorites. And then, right into it, you go (laughs) to Alabama and then home for Florida. Um, Florida's going to be really good, I think, by the way, guys. Mm -hmm. And And so, suddenly, things get very, very interesting. Now, look, they get Arkansas at home now. That game will not be on a neutral site, um, which maybe will make that not a weird game anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the middle of that schedule does lighten up a little bit with at Mississippi State, Arkansas, and then at South Carolina. Then you got to go to Tennessee, and Tennessee could have a chance to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then it's not like you're closing any easier. Then you're going, you're home for LSU, and then you're finishing at Auburn. I think for A and M, look, I think their schedule. I thought their schedule went from pretty manageable to nightmare zone <laughs> really really tough in in a schedule and, and part of that is that you're just playing more conference games but also the fact that you're shuffling things around and now you're getting Alabama in the second week of the year yeah um that's going to be pretty and uh, you're you're in Tuscaloosa and you're in Tuscaloosa well you know it's uh pretty pretty difficult so there you go there's A&M let's move on to the TCU Horn Frogs TCU Horn Frogs TCU got things shaken up early with their schedule because Cal, uh, uh, with when the Pac-12 went conference only before they canceled outright, they dropped that game. 
Then the SWAC canceled, so they lost Prairie View A&M. We knew there was going to be uh, a, a shakeup there. Uh, it came down over the weekend that the battle, battle for the Iron Skillet will be back mm-hmm. as SMU has agreed to play at TCU this year. I wonder what they're going to do to make that right. But uh, they will open up at home against SMU. No fun. No funsies, especially for a team in TCU that's going to be working in a, a variety of, of new pieces and wants to take that step forward. Mm-hmm. Then they get Iowa State at home, maybe not a walk in the park. Then at Texas, it's tough off the top. It's tough off the top. Then you add in Kansas State, who knows what they're going to be, Oklahoma State. You know, really, this is a pretty rough draw, I would say, for TCU. Um, this is a pretty tough draw. They do get, you know, they, they get Oklahoma at home a week earlier than they would have. They kind of fl- uh, flopped the Oklahoma and Baylor game. Uh, they get Texas Tech at home. And instead of taking on Oklahoma State at the front of the schedule, they've tackled them at the end at home. So And just a normal year of having at Baylor, which is yeah. obviously the biggest rivalry between those yeah. two teams. Right, exactly. This is, I would say that overall, um, this is this is probably just the way that things shook out. I think that this is probably a, a net negative for TCU. I think that the schedule got a little bit tougher just with the sequencing is concerned. Uh, because, you know, I think that especially, you know, considering, um, you know, they were going to have a bye week after Prairie View A&M before they go to SMU. Now they get SMU at home. I mean, who knows what the what the stadium situation and the home field advantage situation is going to be like. But that's pretty tough right out of the shoot to take on an SMU team that's looking to, to make some noise and looking to take another scalp uh, from the Horned Frogs. Finally, let's wrap it up with the Texas Tech Red Raiders. The Red Raiders. I was there. I, my Facebook memory today, I was at. Uh, I was there a year ago today how, how on their, uh, on the Fox Sports Southwest bus tour, RIP. How, how about that? Um, so... They got a big shakeup, too, mm-hmm. uh, early on. It's kind of the same way. They had a SWAC team in Alabama State on there. They had Arizona on there uh, as well. They were scheduled to open up at UTEP. They will no longer be going to El Paso. Instead, they will be taking on Houston Baptist. Um, they get Houston Baptist at home uh, to open the year. Should be a win. Talk and, about a long trip. And then the other thing I will say, though, is I actually really like what happened to their schedule. Mm-hmm. In the sense that they get a bye week and then they get Texas at home, right? Then they got to go to Kansas State. That'll be no fun. To Iowa State. But then you get West Virginia, a, a winnable game before you get Oklahoma at home. In a lot of ways, the way the, their toughest games, I think they're getting at home. Now, they do have to go, Texas, to, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, they do have to, go, go to Oklahoma State at home. I'm sorry, they got to go, go to Oklahoma State. They got to go to TCU. But overall, if you can get both Texas and Oklahoma at home and you can kind of spread them out mm-hmm. basically a month apart, right. I think that overall that's pretty good for Matt Wells' squad. I think that this is a decent draw for them um, and, and, and things could have worked out a lot worse mm-hmm. for them. Beyond that, look. Look at where their bye weeks are. Before Texas and then before at or before going to Stillwater for Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. You can't ask for a whole lot more than that. Anything else, you're going to be kind of greedy. Well, and you're only on the road two weeks in a row, and those are your two yeah. furthest games anyway. So yeah. knock those out at the beginning, and then you get that rest yeah. you need staying at home get for to, the end of October. For a, for a winnable game against West Virginia, and then a big game on Halloween against Oklahoma. So there it is, Texas Tech schedule. Um, overall, look, I, I think that it's a mixed bag for the Texas teams. Um, I think A&M obviously got a, got a much harder draw, but that's just part of life in the SEC. Um, I think that TCU, maybe things got a little bit worse. I think that for Baylor, uh, things maybe got a little bit better. For mm-hmm. Texas, I think that things got, you know, stayed about the same. And then for Tech, maybe a little bit improved for them. So, 
Um, of course, we'll have complete coverage of all things college football on TexasFootball.com. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking Football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. We will send you this magazine, which is full of outdated schedules. That's a bad sales pitch. There's a lot of other good stuff in there, but like, don't pay attention to the schedules. This is why you're on editorial and not uh, the sales I'm team. Very... Look, I'm. <laughs> this is episode 1011. I don't lie to the people. I'm just being honest. It's like, uh, you know. Uh, but there's some other but like there's other good stuff in it. Cool stuff. Yeah, in there. Pickle wrote some stuff. I did. Yeah. That is still relevant at still this relevant. at this point. So get it now before it's not relevant. Get How about now. that? There you go. <laughs> um, earlier today, Pickle caught up with the president and COO of Hometown Ticketing, the um, the official uh, ticketing solution of both Dave Campbell's Texas Football and the UIL. Here is Pickle's conversation with Hometown Ticketing President and COO Lauren Perry Lors here on Texas Football Today. Well, it's easy to say heading into the 2020 high school sports seasons, things will be looking a little bit different all across the board, one of which is the process of ticketing and how we're going to get those fans into the stands. Hometown Ticketing, in partnership with Dave Campbell's Texas Football, is experiencing some explosive growth right now. And over the last couple of months, they're adding schools faster than really they can pick up the phone. Now, a big part of that, obviously, due to COVID-19, with touch-free ticketing being such a vital thing that's so popular in demand. And joining us today is the president and COO, Miss Lauren Perry Lures, to talk about this growth in the 114 different districts in Texas that are now under the hometown ticketing banner. Miss Lauren, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, we are we're here to support t schools in Texas. We are you know excited to bring events back, and uh, the team is is growing, and we we are up for the challenge. So you know, we're we're doing great over here at hometown, and and hope everybody is, is safe and and healthy at home and and ready to play football again. Now, for any of our viewers who are watching that might not know exactly what hometown ticketing is and what y'all all encompass as a company, can you kind of take us through exactly what it is that you do? Sure. Uh, hometown Ticketing is a digital ticketing platform specifically made for um, districts, uh, high schools, and the educational space. Uh, we built all of our software in-house with the help of athletic directors and uh, CFOs, uh, superintendents, and other school officials in order to bring professional level ticketing to that high school space. And our features include being able to sell tickets on your website so we have a personalized embed that goes right on the school site so your fans know exactly where to buy your tickets uh, we also have uh, like you said a touchless redemption where we can download an app to any ios or android device to scan tickets in so you're not exchanging uh, cash or um, doing any sort of um, cash transactions um, being able to track um, and, and handle your cap capacity management we also are able to um, download all of your funds at time of transaction. And so we don't touch your ticket revenue. Uh, we set you up with our payment processor Stripe, which gives you access to those funds as soon as the purchase is made, which is before the event, um, which is really gonna help schools uh, manage their 
payments of officials, uh, being able to do venue rentals and things like that throughout this uh, school year, uh, and um, be able to, to know when that money is coming in and not having to wait you know, 30 to 60 days for a check after the event. Very, very awesome. And like we said, obviously, you've been going through quite a, a big booming period over uh, the past couple of months due to COVID-19, which COVID obviously hasn't brought much positive news, but for a company like yours and, and really the high school football realm as, as a whole of knowing that they have people out there like you that can hopefully make high school football happen, um, how has your company been going through this entire crazy time and yet still handling all these school districts? You said 114 now that have joined the hometown ticketing banner. Yes, we're, we're excited to be able to provide our services um, to uh, assist our schools in um, kind of building your capacity management, social distancing standards. We built the tools for financial transparency, security, and, and data tracking, um, you know, being able to report um, up to the entire district what's being sold at every venue, um, being able to know exactly what's happening with your athletics, your activities, and your uh, student activities. However, those are the same tools that are ending up keeping people safe. And so as we you know, don't uh, want to be a COVID expert, we don't want to tell you what your county is telling you what uh, to, to do when it comes to capacity management, we would love to help um, implement those uh, rules and, and procedures for your school using our technology to help. Um, for instance, on the capacity management side, we have uh, capacity by section seat maps. And so if you have 10 sections in your football stadium and you wanna cut it by 50% per section to keep with social distancing standards, we can put that in place uh, for you where people can buy, you know, if they have two people in their family or eight people in their family, they can all sit together, but then they can social distance um, accordingly in order to um, abide by that kind of six feet um, distance between others that are, are joining the game. And kind of going off of that too, are there a certain number, um, any restrictions on numbers that are allotted for band members and cheerleaders and anything like that? Or is it just kind of overall how the sections of the stadium are working? Correct. Yeah, we, we help manage the stands. Um, so it's, it's up to the school to manage, you know, what athletes are allowed on the, on the field, um, the entire uh, football team, how big the football team is, uh, cheerleaders, uh, band members, and then whatever that protocol is, if it's um, allowing uh, parents to buy tickets first, um, we can do passcodes and open up sales on Monday and Tuesday for the parents to buy tickets and then open it up from the public from there, uh, just to make sure that parents and, and families can watch their um, participants um, on the field first. And then um, you know, your, your general fans can then come in um, and, and buy those upper level sections. Um, our specialization is, is the stands in the stadium. Um, we wanna keep the athletic director um, in charge of, of what he does best of keeping the kids safe on the field. Very, very cool. Now, obviously, we know that the, the bigger schools tend to use online ticketing and stuff to, to ease the number of fans. Well, it seems like over the past couple of months, you've started seeing those 4A school and below that maybe were a little hesitant at first really start to buy in. How nice has that been to kind of being able to broaden that and saying the younger or the smaller schools need this just as much as the large schools do? 
Right. And because it's free to sign up for our system, uh, we, we want every school to be able to take advantage of it. If your stadium holds 18,000 or it, sold, it holds 500, you still have to do that uh, protocol on the capacity management and, and how many fans you're going to let into the stands. And so managing you know, more than 20 people needs a digital solution. And that's what we want to provide is so that the athletic directors, the coaches know um, before Friday, how many people are going into their stadium. Um, if it's, you know, like I said, 250 or if it's 10,000, um, it's still very important to be able to track those individuals um, and be able to know exactly how many people are in your stadium um, at when that when the game starts. Now, Hometown Ticketing, we know now, is the official online ticketing sponsor of the UIL. How big of a step is that partnership for your company, and, and what do you hope to see out of this partnership? Thanks. We're really excited about being the official sponsor of the UIL. Uh, this sponsorship allows us the opportunity to reach all schools across Texas. Um, we're also the official sponsor of TAPS and have a great partnership with Dave Campbell's Texas Football as well. That gives us the opportunity to um, give exposure to our brand, introduce ourselves to schools across all corners of the state, as well as provide our ticketing services um, at tournament events um, throughout the year for the organization. So we are thrilled to provide thought leadership across the state, um, and, and those sponsorships really allow us the opportunity to, to be a force when it comes to, to high school sports across Texas. We tend to have some uh, coaches and administrators that, that watch the show. So where, if they are interested in, uh, in partnering with Hometown Ticketing, where can they go to find your information? Our website is hometownticketing.com um, or um, visit uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Uh, you know, we, we have a great partnership with you and all the staff um, over at, at Dave Campbell's is uh, great to um, answer any questions as well. And so if there's anything you need, we're here for you. Um, we also have partnerships with Rank One and Mascot Media. And so um, any of your uh, partners that, that you work with at your high school, feel free to give them a call. They know how to get to us. Um, or like I said, hometown ticket com is the quickest way to reach us. Fantastic. Well, Ms. Lauren, we can't thank you enough for, for your team and all the hard work that y'all are putting in to very hopefully make football happen. We really appreciate it here, and we, we love the partnership with you guys, but we hope that y'all are staying safe, and we look forward to hopefully seeing y'all out on Friday nights with us. We do, too. We can't wait for football to start again. Um, we just want to bring everybody together safely, um, make sure that our, our kids stay safe, our community stay safe, and, and hopefully we can provide those tools to, to do that and wish everybody the best of luck for this uh, upcoming school year and the season. There she is, Lauren perry Lures, the president and COO of Hometown Ticketing. If you are a coach or you are uh, an administrator and you are looking for a ticketing solution, it is the official ticketing partner of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and the UIL. So appreciate Lauren perry Lures for her time earlier today. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, the only thing from today, we did get a question as to why we didn't do the rest of the Texas teams that are still playing with the schedules. It's just because their schedules are not official yet. They I put that in the comments. But... They have not been finalized, yeah. Um, yeah, so that is... Um, they're going to, it seems like they keep changing. So we figured we would just wait until it's like official, official. So we're not doing this seven times a week. Right. So <laughs> yeah, we're, we're waiting. We, you know, I don't want, I don't want to jump around. That's why we didn't, you know, jump on and, and do the, the big 12 because it's like, uh, you know, let's wait and see how things shake out now. Now it's a relatively official for now, for at least right. the going, going forward that if the season were to start 
this is what their this plan is. This is what their plan would be. We're kind of waiting on that for the American Athletic Conference USA and the Sun Belt. So we will update you on that. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Lauren Perry Lores of Hometown Ticketing for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.